0: You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com.
1: Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic
0: book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on?
1: If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our
0: assembly of
1: knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all
0: your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. As comic fans... The idea of a live-action film representation fills us with glee. Especially if it's a property we've been following for a while. But until recently, Hollywood hasn't always had the source material's best interests at heart. That being said, there are still a lot of adaptations that delivered. But did anyone other than the fans notice now that comic book films are starting to get recognized during award season, it's time for some retroactive nominating. That's why we've decided to go back in time and look at our favorite comic book movies overlooked for awards. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks of all ages. I am Mr. X and we are back in the studio. Across the table from me is... Smurfy. And next to him, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It had to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Doctor Impact. Actually, we sat next to each other on
2: episodes before. Nope, you're always over there. I'm always on the other side. No, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So it's Pistol,
0: right? Pistol. You, right. You've taken Pistol spot. Pistol is enjoying a sunny and warm vacation. In Hawaii. While
1: we sit Currently here California in the snow. Oh, in Cal- oh, okay. California. Oh, 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 He's spending five days in California, four or five days in California, oh. then jumping to Hawaii. Uh-oh. And then jumping. While we deal with to- the snow here yeah. in, in Missouri. Oh, he's that, still no, a jerk. The moral yeah. is he's still a jerk. He's
0: still yes. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> Pistol, <laughs> take your time getting back. Right. <laughs> we want to focus on something that uh, seems to be uh, uh, amazing when, when you think of comic book-based movies. Currently, the film Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix, is one of the Oscar heavyweight contenders this year, which is And
2: actually if you base it on the amount of nominations that a film gets, Mm. it is if you joke go just off of that, it is technically the heavy hitter. Yeah. It has eleven nominations more than any other film this year. That's the same amount of nominations as The Return of the King got. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of puts it in perspective. It's, nomination-wise, one of the big boys of all time now. And, okay,
0: okay, but we're not going to talk about Joker. (laughs) This has actually got us thinking about, you know what? There have been a lot of great comic book-based films that have come out over the last 20, 30 years, not counting the Marvel films, you know. We're actually going to go back, and we're going to pick... Our favorite comic book based films that got overlooked completely, completely, 100% overlooked by the Academy. And some of the ground rules were it has to be before 2008. So, pre-MCU. Yes, yeah. exactly. pre MCU, yes, exactly. Pre, yes, right. pre
2: <laughs> basically pre Iron Man, pre Dark Knight, those both came out the same sure. year, and those kind of altered comic book
0: movies yeah yeah definitely it had to be before 2008 and it couldn't have gotten any kind of attention during award season so that that leaves out movies like the original superman Mm -hmm. that leaves out batman
1: that even leaves out like Spider-Man. Yeah, it leaves out one. the first Spider-Man. I think yeah, it might yeah. even leave out the second Spider-Man. The, the second one got more nominations than the first one did. Yeah, and I think I the first up, one yeah.
2: won. It did. Well,
1: maybe it I won less, it won. actually. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. But, but the
0: fact is, yeah, it got nominated. It, got nominated, right. it so got nominated, so that
1: leaves that out.
2: So it also leaves out other comic book-based films like Road to Perdition. Yeah.
1: Because
0: it technically did get some nominations. So I figured what we could do is, I'll I'll leave this up to you, gentlemen. Do we go chronologically forward or chronologically backwards? guess we could go backwards. That means most recent first, which means that Doctor impacts choice. My choice first. Okay, so for my pick as a movie that
2: was completely... Ignored by the Academy came out not long before the MCU, and my choice is actually X2, X Men United. Ooh, okay, okay. Which came out in 2003, and everyone knows, you know, it was Brian Singer who uh, directed, and along with Lauren Shuler Donner, who produced, mm-hmm. co produced with him. The story was by David Hayter and Zach Penn, and Michael Dougherty co wrote uh, the screenplay for the film, along with David Hayter. I'm not going to speak about the film here in this case and in this topic as an adaptation, necessarily, of the X-Men. Because one award that I definitely would not give a nomination to this film for is adaptations. (laughs) Right, right. Because, let's face it, none of the X-Men movies have come close to the X-Men comics. I would argue that this, X2, and... Maybe Days of Future Past that be might be the closest.
1: Yeah, that'd
0: be about it. But I mean, that's. But even then, that's, that's they're pretty far away. Right? Right? Yeah, too, yeah, like. yeah. So I definitely would not give it an adapted screenplay. Well, if any of our fans want to listen to our opinions on the X Men movies, I know you weren't a part of it, Doctor. Sure, but Smurfy Pistol and I actually did kind of a uh, in memory of <laughs> the X Men films once uh, Dark Phoenix came out because there are no more Fox X Men movies. Yep and uh we'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes to this episode on our website. And I'm sorry I interrupted. No,
2: that's that's quite all right. Absolutely go check out that uh that episode in the archive. As far as various different awards that I think the film arguably could have gotten mm. that year. Well, of course, with a comic book movie, I would say 95% of the time the first answer is going to be visual effects. Right. Most of the time, a comic book movie, the visual effects are amazing, so of course I'm going to say that X2 should have gotten some sort of a visual effects nom. Yeah. I would also argue that sound editing and sound mixing, primarily for the movie version of Wolverine's claws, the snicked that yeah. is used in film, yeah. but also for the whole sequence at the Weapon X program at the end. The sound in that is really good, especially mm. with the water rushing through and honestly even with Iceman's ice. Like yeah. you can the, hear the uh, ice yeah, form especially, like the like cracking. The, right. Yeah. How how perfect is that sound right. in the attack on the school scene?
1: Oh man. Yeah. When it's quiet, all you and hear is you those hear darts.
2: creaks and darts yeah. and as they're walking through and you I mean, the Foley work on that is really, really well done when and girl, really
1: elicits the right emotion. Side so mean to cut, you even when um technically the shadow cat falls to the floor and Lance yeah. her footprint and then her kind of like cross, Yeah, like yeah, you hear that it's, too it's really quiet so yeah. I'm like yeah. you screw that up we're
2: going to know yeah the sound editing and the sound mixing i just think are both both fantastic the other thing that you can add to the sound is uh, every time they use cerebro which obviously you know they developed for the first film but but goes to much greater length in yeah. in x2 with the whole striker's child controlling professor x and all I that i
0: also think that modern audiences tend to overlook stuff like that. They kind of they kind of just take it for granted. Yeah. That well, I'm watching a movie, so it should sound good. Yeah. They don't realize how much work really goes into
2: all of that. No, they really don't. And I would argue even some filmmakers don't because uh, you know, in our civilian garbs, as we've said many times, Mr. X and I are both film producers and filmmakers. And we did a film uh, a few years ago called Four Color Eulogy. You can find us online, you can check out the movie. Anyway, at the beginning of the film, We have a scene where the main character is walking up to a podium in a church to give a eulogy. Mm -hmm. We got good audio that day. We got really good audio. We were body mic'd. We had good boom mics operating. But what neither of us realized is that the mics did not pick up footsteps. So you're in a quiet scene. No one's making any sound. And someone in dress shoes... Gets up and walks on a marble floor in a church over to a podium and makes no sound. Yeah, yeah. That'll, so take the, that'll take you out of the movie. It takes you <laughs> yeah, out of it. Right. But if you put in the Foley footsteps the and it's done right, not only does it not take you out of it, but you don't even notice it. And that's when sound is best when you don't even notice it. When you don't notice, notice it. Yeah. to me, it adds the realism to it. Yeah, like uh-huh. you're yeah. there. And I think, I think X2 really excelled at that. Outside of visual effects and sound, honestly, the only other two awards that I think could could legitimately be argued for the film would be, I would say, Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. Patrick Stewart? I would, well, I would say that it is arguable that, that until Logan came along, this was probably Hugh Jackman's best performance in the X films. Until Logan.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I'll agree with that. He,
2: he has the most range, and he has the most arc. I don't recall off the top of my head what else was up for performances that year. I don't know what his competition would have been, mm. just off the top of my head. But I could see an argument being made that Hugh Jackman could have earned a nomination as best actor. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and that's where he would
0: have fit. I mean, it's, he's the lead in those movies, let's yes. face it. Well, let me guess, your supporting actor would be Brian Cox, Oh, yeah, you know it. No, actually, it wouldn't. He was great. I thought he was great. Brian
1: Cox is wonderful. Well,
0: you're wrong then. The reason (laughs) why. Because Brian
1: Cox should have got nominated for Best Sporting (laughs) Actor. My my scene that supports that is when he's (laughs) Brian Cox... Act, Mystique's playing Brian Cox play, whatever that mm-hmm. mind yes. mental mind where it's like it's Brian Cox playing Mystique, but it's really Brian Cox acting. Brian like Cox himself he's playing being Mystique, played by Mystique pretending to be striker. Yes. yes. Right. And which he, is hard. He, he does like that, And, and, and that shows you the caliber. Yes. And, and he does, he's very feminine. He even does like the little feminine I, wave, which I, I was would like, even wow, I would like. even
2: on that sense, so I, I will amend <laughs> my yeah. my supporting answer, my supporting actor answer. Because I have t- I now have two <laughs> potential backups. I would say the potential potential backups would be then Brian Cox Mm -hmm. as a potential best supporting actor nom and Patrick Stewart, even though Stewart probably doesn't have as much in this film as he does in other films. No, no. Um, But it's Patrick Stewart. And so I love him anyway. My pick would have been Ian McKellen solely for the scene when Cyclops and Xavier
1: go to the plastic cell. And he, he, right before he busts out?
2: Right before, no, right before oh, they capture Professor X and Cyclops. And that, that's Charles. That's right. like,
0: Eric, what have you done? What have yeah. you done?
2: And. I'm sorry, Charles. He sorry, says, but, yeah. I'm sorry, Charles. I told Charles. them everything. I told them everything. And it's not a villain gloating. No. It's not a personal enemy. It's not even someone saying, yep, I told him. Sorry about you. He is almost at tears. Mm-hmm. If mm. anybody's going to take the X Men down, it's going to be him. But outside of that, those are still his people. Yeah. And he betrayed them. And it comes across in one line. Mm. The and way he
1: delivers it in his look, you can tell he's got water he's, in his eyes. Yeah. Without crying, you're like, You're yeah. like, wow. I feel it.
2: Yeah, and it's it's and of course he's amazing in the rest of the film as well, you know, because it's Ian McKellen and I don't know that the man knows how to give a bad performance. <laughs> right. But that scene alone, I think, is is what I would pick. So okay. my choice for overlooked film is two thousand three's X two, X Men United. And I would say probably well, I would say for sure, deserved four nominations. Supporting actor for Ian McKellen. Sound editing, sound mixing, and visual effects.
0: Okay, okay. Well, Mr. X (laughs) approves of your pick. Okay. Backwards chronologically,
1: you're up next, Murphy. My pick is Blade. From nineteen ninety eight. The movie 1998? that started the yes. modern comic True. adaptation. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I popped it in. Now again, this was back when it was VC, you know, VHSs and VCRs <laughs> and Marvel panned across, and I was like, Oh, I thought I was gonna see a cool vampire movie, not a cool comic vampire movie. So I was already on board from the beginning. It sold me right away. Directed by Stephen Norrington, mm-hmm. starring Wesley Snipes. Oh yeah. Chris Christopherson, Uh-huh. Just name a few. I know I'm missing. You got Steven Dorff. Thank as you. That was the other one I was looking Deacon missing. Frost. Yes. Phenomenal performance by him. Yeah. And the reason why I would nominate it would be for special effects. Along with sound, and I'd even say some acting in there as well. Mainly Deacon Frost. I thought Deacon Frost's acting was very on point. Uh I, I believed in his arrogance. I believed in he was a true bad guy, but I believed he wasn't like truly psychopathic bad guy.
0: Steven Dorf doesn't get enough credit for being mm-hmm. a decent actor. Yeah, I think he's a very good yeah.
1: actor.
2: You know, Smurfy, I would even almost argue uh, Chris Christopherson. He does great. Uh, however, too. that could just be because I'm such a Western junkie, Whoa, and, right? Yeah. And I anything with a cowboy in a horse, whether it's good or bad or high caliber or whatever, and Chris Christopherson has made all of those yeah. <laughs> at various well, times. It's like if you can't so, get Sam um, Elliott, you get Chris, Chris Christopherson. Christopherson, and he was perfect for Whistler. Yeah. I mean, just perfect. But e- even I, at you the, know. even at the end. You go yeah, from oh yeah.
1: him, everything cool, to he's at his final moments, yeah. and you're like, "Spoiler alert!" And you're just like, "May you feel the pain and agony," and he's got to say goodbye to Blade, and you're just like, "Well, it also kind of
0: shows that uh, Wesley Snipes can do drama."
1: Yeah, cuz he hasn't been known
0: for that and there was actual oh, there's drama, pathos yeah. where yeah. where Wesley Snipes's blade is concerned. Now the rest of the films, the the, the sequels after that, not so much.
1: No. But that first film, this one uh, it also sold me like if you guys recall, the very first scene, the vampires are having a rave, yeah. the, the, and they blood kick on yeah, the blood, the right. blood, bloodbath and then all of a sudden blades there and as he starts killing vampires with a sword, they're just turning into like dust and smoke.
0: Yeah, and it's at like the time, they're burning up from the inside. Yeah, at yeah. the time,
1: I was like, how how did they do that? Because you had people running all around and through it, and I was just blown away. Yeah, it was great
0: digital effects mm-hmm. back then. And, yeah. and like
1: the sound, like you said, of the sword cutting through guys. and The kind of
0: poof yes. that, that would happen when, when they'd burn up enough to wear... The the ashes would, ashes yeah. would just go. Whoo, yeah.
2: And effects like that, and even the slow motion stuff that, even though there's not a, a ton of it, the slow motion stuff that happens in it. I mean, you're talking about a year before The Matrix. Exactly. And mm, a year yeah. before Phantom Menace, which, love the movie or hate the movie, <laughs> it is a pioneering film for digital effects. True. Well, yes. sure. So, you know, you're talking about a movie that was before both of those, and the effects really effective, and I would
0: argue still.
1: Yeah. I think in it many holds up. cases, I think
0: it holds up now. Yeah. Like, I was just rewatching it. The only thing that does not hold up where that movie is concerned is the ending. Yeah. With the, the, the blood demon, the blood oh, god. Yeah, that yeah. does. Yeah. Because yeah. I think they ran out of money. <laughs> they probably did. And those effects,
1: not so much. You yeah, know, true. Or, uh, true. Yeah. But
0: everything else in the film. Leading up to, to that, that, right, was great. The yeah. beginning
1: is what catches you. Mm-hmm. At the end, if they lose you at the very, very end, I'm like, eh, it's like the final piece of cake. I already had the whole cake. I don't need to eat the last piece, so it's okay.
0: Well, I, even where Wesley Snipes is concerned, I never saw him as an action hero before that movie. He was mostly he was mostly a comedy actor.
1: Yep. That, well, he did some, he did some sports movies, yeah, right? Like yes. Major League and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I always kind of was like, okay, he's athletic. White man can't jump. Yeah, Wildcats. Major League. Was it, he was in Major League. Yeah. Wow. Oh Willie, Willie, yes, Willie Mays, Hayes, run like man. Hit like Hayes, run like Mays. I'm getting way too old. I'm forgetting things. Yeah. Oh <laughs> god, because that's my first introduction to right. Wesley Snipes. Well, but you see, and then all of a sudden, Blade. Well, and you're he's like kicking ass. right. You're like
1: no, okay. This guy can run fast and he can he can ball, but you're like oh now he can shoot and sword fight and do karate. Wow. All, All right. while
0: wearing a a, a kick ass duster and sunglasses, <laughs> and sunglasses. And leather Don't duster. Don't forget about the sunglasses and, and, a,
1: and technically a tech vest. Like that, yeah, that's you know? right. That's yeah. some weight yeah. on you, you. know. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was enough not.
0: there was enough action, horror, yep. and comedy mixed in with that, where that where that movie was concerned. They made it enjoyable. I remember seeing it. I saw it in the theater. Okay. Oh, did you? I well, yeah, Oh, that, you know what? I may have too. Actually, I saw it, it in the theater. I'm like it. Blade. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that a comic book character? That's, yeah, because I think my thought was the
2: same thing. I I wonder if this has anything to do with the comic. Not. And I had
0: no idea that it was rated R. I just went and saw because I was recently I re I had recently turned eighteen, so I didn't have to worry about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know getting into a theater and 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 things like that under age. So I didn't even pay attention to the fact that it was rated R. But as soon as you know the violence and the the swearing and all that stuff starts happening, I'm like, ooh ooh, it's an adult movie. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't
1: old enough to see it in theaters uh-huh. yeah, or well, rent it. Right. I had to borrow it off a of buddy's brother. Uh-huh. So yeah. There you guys go. How much do you like me now? Oh, <laughs> the baby you, of the you, group. You yep. might be the baby of the group, right. but only by a few yeah, years. A few years. Right, only right. by a handful of yeah, years, sir. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I definitely agree. Those visual effects. I, I I'd say it it would deserve at least a little attention from the Academy. I guess that leaves me. I, I would also before before we jump on to the hmm. next film.
2: I would also argue that maybe some sound. So it sound, sound, the sound and mixing like, because the,
1: the sword cutting through and all the weapons. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there was you know, this, such a weird variety of weapons. They all I'd even go as far Kiana as guy.
0: going practical effects too, because don't forget that uh, the giant overweight oh, vampire yeah. burning. Yep. Yeah, UV so you UV That was the, you've cool. Got, you've got that that makeup and the the bodysuit effect. So there's practical effects. Yep. You've got the burning stuff. You, you've got them when they're they're ripping teeth out of vampires, which
2: which That's... could fall under you know makeup as well. Then yeah, too, yeah. You know, so I mean, it, a could ma- could you know, could, it could actually have got get a, a couple of technical noms. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. didn't. But
0: all right. Well, I'm going to take us back to a simpler time. Oh, before Marvel had anything except for one film. Now there's a lot of people that would think that I might choose the classic Howard the Duck. And technically, it was almost my pick. I was wondering. It, it was almost my pick, because you, you I picked, love that film.
2: You picked the Dolph Lunger and Punisher, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> he did.
0: Yes, yes, he did. How'd you know? Actually, I picked <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh. from 1990. Yeah, yeah. Currently celebrating... It's 30th man anniversary. Holy cow. You know what? That's
1: like the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. Yeah. Like like vividly remember going to being excited for waiting in line. Yes, Couldn't wait. That was, yeah, that Not was a big blinking deal. during that whole movie. Yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles,
0: 1990, directed by Steve Barron, starring Judith Hogue and the incomparable Elias Coteus mm-hmm. as Casey Jones. This film changed everything for me as a fan, because before that point in time, Ninja Turtles meant cartoon, it meant action figure toys. It
1: meant pizza, fun, loving... Cowabunga Cowab- radical do stuff like that. Right. Bright colors. right yeah. colors. And unless... side characters. Unless
2: I'm forgetting something, I think the only live action film based on a comic or cartoon, primarily a cartoon... For our generation at that time, may have been masters of the universe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which,
2: while I love that film, oh, man, it's hokey, and watch it <laughs> probably three or four times a year. It's terrible,
1: Pink Cadillac, <laughs> yeah, and
2: it yeah. was terrible the then, yeah. right? Yes. So, so you know, this wasn't a time when we were used to
0: getting. Where are you some more like cartoon movies. Luckily, Man, we didn't get that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny that you brought up P Man because that was almost your pick. It for was this almost episode. my pick, yeah.
2: <laughs> but it is a pretty. Ter- I mean,
0: I it, love it. Yeah. It, it is one it's of one my. It's one of those so bad It's, it's one good. of my 10 right. guilty
2: oh, yeah. pleasure yeah. movies of it all is time. But, a but it is pretty bad, yeah.
0: Where turtles are concerned, this thing changed for me because this was nothing like I knew, but it was everything I knew I wanted. Hmm. It was this epitome of taking the world of animatronics and puppetry yeah. and transferring it to a live-action setting. And, and of course, uh, we cannot talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 without talking about the amazing work that the Jim Henson Company put in to this film. The animatronics and the costuming for the Turtles and Splinter are amazing,
1: and... Still hold up absolutely today. They do. I forget that they're not real when I watch that movie. I, yep, and yep. that's there's, the point. There's a scene where Michelangelo's eating the pork rinds. And they're pork oh, rinds. I was like, how are these guys not real? They even, ate pork rinds. Even <laughs> now, I'm like, it's got to be real. Those pork rinds went somewhere. Those are even with yeah. a
2: animatronic face mask which to is, create yeah. the mouth and the eyes. Which is what they had, which is what they had. But even an animatronic face mask that at this point is now 30 years old, even with that. They are still more real to me than either of those two Michael Bay-produced Turtles movies. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and that second film wasn't terrible. No. It wasn't great, but it wasn't a terrible film. Yeah. But, but it's still, the, that first Turtles movie from 1990, they are still more believable in that
0: than something that just came out two or three years ago. And to be able to say that something can hold up after 30 years and comparatively is better— Mm-hmm. than the digital effects. And that's why I've always said anytime they've they've rebooted, it's like, why are you going full-on digital? Right. Mm-hmm. Do a mixture mm-hmm. of the two. J.J. Uh, Abrams pulled it off in The Force Awakens and in Rise of Skywalker. Sure. It's a
1: mixture of... yeah costumes. Yep.
2: You use the digital, digital effects to heighten right? yes. what's already on that's, camera. That's yeah, what you
1: they should they have they been clean doing. Clean it up. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, man, the guy's mouth, they moved that great a little tweak. Now it looks perfect. There we go. Cool.
2: Or the new effects that they're putting into effect on both Rise of Skywalker and the new Mandalorian TV series, where they're going back to the old way of filmmaking, of doing a matte painting or a digital projected yeah. background. Oh, nice. But The projection and the painting, which is created through CGI, is being projected on a screen that is on set. So it, so it's the actors can can see it. It's right there. It's real. And when you change the lens on the camera, you can blur that background ever so slightly Mm. to where it feels real.
1: Because, because it's, it's kind of real, it is. Right? And it's, 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 it's out of focus, like it would yeah. be.
2: It's not crystal clear, so as like, opposed to these mocap suits with dots, Ugh. which you know very rarely work out. I mean, the Marvel stuff has been able to pull it off, but it, it very rarely works yeah. out. For, and, for the most part, I, mean, the Rings, I thought
0: Ultron was a little. Eh. Lord of the Rings yeah. pulled it off pretty well.
2: For the time, and you yeah, for yeah, at that time, absolutely. Lord, I mean,
0: Lord of the Rings it, did a lot of forced perspective stuff too. It, so it did, I mean, it's yeah. still live I mean, actors. Right. just doing trick photography, right? And
2: if you do another Turtles film, I absolutely think going back to this original 1990 film, yeah,
1: is is the way to go. I, if if this is your model for comparison, still, you know, yep. hey man, was yep. this as good as the first one? Nope. I can every, compare every movie. almost every yep. movie that's, that's based off every of a comic movie. book
0: as as good as Turtles on Turtles with Turtles because. Even though it's not a direct adaptation of the the comic book, and and, and that's that's what I'm kind of getting at. One of the things that I would nominate it for is loosely adapted screenplay
1: because it, it's based off. It's of- It's based
2: on a previous intellectual property, right. so it automatically oh, really? fits under adapted. Right, but yeah. I was
1: going to say, but it, it's man, you have the foot, you have Shredder, like they like they don't really leave a, a lot out based, yeah, based on those yeah. first couple comics. They, you know, they, they get Casey Jones. Now, yeah. if you take
0: the first. Two years worth of publishing from Mirage Comics before, you know, before the movie came out, Mm -hmm. they pretty much cherry picked all of the the highlights Mm -hmm. of those comics Mm -hmm. and created a story.
1: Great, it's how it should be.
0: And that's how it should be. Yep. And it was gritty, and it was dark, and it was a little... Back then, PG meant you can get away with a lot yeah. more. A lot of dams and, in I there. mean, technically <laughs> speaking, it should be, by today's comparisons, it should be a PG-13 film. Yeah, Easily, but it was PG. Probably, yeah. Because of all the violence, right. Because, it, well, the, 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 even the violence should have knocked it up to a PG-13. Right. Yeah. But again, it, it was one of those things that I didn't expect, I didn't know that I needed, and it fueled my obsession with the turtles. Another thing that I would want to give it a nomination for is f- the the damn special effects. Oh, man. Yeah. Why hasn't Jim Henson won an Academy Award for his work? Like ever, right? Sadly, like, yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's done a lot of puppeteering. The Henson. It's all been pretty awesome. The Henson
2: Company won their first Oscar when the Jason Siegel Muppets movie came out. Wow. Yeah. And wow. the Oscar that was won was for song Man huh. or Muppet yeah. which went to Brett mckenzie from The Flight of the Concords because he, yeah, he wrote the song. Right. So that. It's the only Oscar that I can think of that the Henson Company has actually been associated with. Wow. And it and it wasn't even for them, it was for yeah. someone else. Because I don't I don't know that any of the Oscars that the Star Wars movies won that Henson's company was a part of I don't know that any of those Oscars actually went to things that would apply to Henson. Yeah, yeah. I think it went to the other effects artists. If it
0: wasn't for the genius of the Henson Company coming forward, I mean, this movie nobody wanted to make it, Mm-mm. and there were technical problems out the wazoo the entire time. Well, yeah, because but the end of the day, it came together, and they they released a kick-ass movie that got no attention whatsoever. For
1: the brilliance that it was, except for fans, except fans for fans flocked to it. But you're right, because you, you have puppets doing amazing choreography. Yeah, but like and, and not just choreography, like karate choreography <laughs> right. that looked real that made me want to go learn karate. Like I want to learn all those. I want to be a turtle.
0: You've got them. You've got them skateboarding in the oh, sewers, man. skateboarding and knocking guys out. Yeah,
1: yeah. It so, also
2: gave us an early, early performance of future Oscar winner Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell.
1: Yeah. Ain't hey, even got any cigarettes. Yeah, regular, <laughs> regular old Like wow, wow.
2: long Jake. thirty years before Man. his his eventual Oscar right. win. But the other piece of uh, tidbit trivia that maybe you guys don't know is this is directed by the same guy that directed the Coneheads movie. If you can believe, night. Night <laughs> talk yeah. it. talk about night, talk about night, to co- to come out with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then turn around and do Coneheads,
1: the Co- movie, which is a great movie. Well, put Sh- it but on, on, a, on a different yeah. level, <laughs> right? On a different yeah. level,
0: right? On a different level. But, <laughs> oh, man, my, my well, my mind is blown. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Thank shirt. you for thank you for that bit of trivia. <laughs> so uh, you know what? Down. Actually, Pistol would be proud because Pistol always likes to b- bring some trivia yeah. anytime he does something. So, oh, okay. Well, since I mentioned Pistol, Pistol, there, you, there just, you go. I just love the fact that one of the Corys would yeah, yeah. was the voice F- of Feldman Feld- Feldman sorry yeah. Yeah, we had yeah, Corey Donatello. Feldman as the voice of Donatello for still this blows, film still blows and mind. the third film yeah. Yeah. yeah well yeah still blows my mind because it's like is that, is is that, is that what, Lost Boys? Lost? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, <laughs> that, is that a frog brother? All right. is that mouth? All right <laughs> yeah okay well those were our picks for comic book based films from the past that we feel got overlooked during award season but we want to know what are your picks? What are some of the comic book based films that you love that got absolutely ignored by award season? Let us know. Head on over to our website at mybigfatpollist.com and tell us your pick. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the studio. We hope you enjoyed uh, listening to us ramble on about our favorite movies. (laughs) In honor of Oscar season. In honor of Oscar season. Until next time, I am Mr. X. I'm Smurfy, And I'm Dr. Impact. Reminding you
1: to be kind. Please
0: rewind.
1: That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible.
0: Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple
1: tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, Keep your turtle shells waxed. <laughs> your power ring's charged. And your proton pack's prime. Ooh, what's this do?
0: No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Okay, so we're gonna go backwards in time. So the most current movie first, which would be Mr. X's Choice. I'm Mr. X. You're Mr. X. Let's take that over. Why am (laughs) I looking at him? I don't know what you're looking at. You went like this? I thought you were gonna do a Mr. Doctor joke. (laughs) I was like, what? No, that's not my shtick, that's his. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You picked the Dolph Lunger and Punisher, didn't you? Yes, he did. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, he did. How'd you know?
0: Actually, I picked the Ned Beatty. Captain America. Oh.
1: (laughs)
2: Hands down. With with J.D. Salinger's son, J.D. Salinger from Catcher in the Rye fame, his son is Captain America, or grandson. grandson. I think that
1: did win an award for best movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, Sorry, that's a quote from Talladega Nights. (laughs)